0: all the time. Matt LaPleur has to do more to make it better for him. That said, he did, uh, Jordan Love did not play well enough last night. And that's what happens with first-year starters. Okay, most of the time. All men specifically yes, or
1: all nuts?
0: Well, these nuts, those nuts,
2: whatever nuts <laughs> work. It's Jason Wildy on Jen, Gabe, and Shoe, Brought to you by Boucher Automotive with 16 different new car brands and over 35 pre-owned brands to choose from. Boucher Automotive. We are driven by you. Also sponsored by Century Foods. Win two tickets to see Green Bay host Kansas City on Sunday, December 3rd. Compliments of Century Foods. Find the weekly code on Century's Facebook or Instagram at enter to win.
1: I do appreciate that the Green Bay Packers have been celebrating Halloween recently being scary bad. No? Yeah. Scary? No. <laughs> Good morning, Jason. Happy Halloween to you.
0: Happy Halloween to you as well.
1: Do you participate in Halloween?
0: Uh, I take the girls trick-or-treating still. We're probably coming close to the end of the trick-or-treating era, so I enjoy every last uh, journey around the neighborhood to ask for free candy. So yeah, I still participate, but I haven't been to a I have not been to a Halloween party in which it was like adults since before the girls were born. And I went as Jesus, and Paula went as the devil. And she was hot. I mean, she looked amazing. And I, well, I look like I normally do, except with a long hair and a beard.
3: Didn't realize Jesus liked Oregon ducks so much yeah,
0: big hoodie guy. <laughs> <Jesus>. Yeah, <laughs> he, he he usually wore Nazareth University. Ah, sure. A lot of wool you, though. had to itch a lot. yeah, very itchy. I don't think like they thing. had they're cotton really back, back then. Yeah, yet. yeah. Yep, yeah that's. Hey, I, I'm sorry. I was I was really scared to come to work today because I hear Chewy wants people to be scared when they come to work.
1: Oh, yesterday too, when you were talking about whether or not the Packers were scared to go to oh, work because they had had such a bad yeah. game and have strung together several now poor performances, uh, so you don't think that that's a good philosophy? You don't think that guys should be walking into the building scared after after underperforming?
0: I I just think that that's that is a bygone era. Demowski and I were talking about it. He 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 was inspired by you guys. He actually asked the question of Lafleur about that, and I thought LaFleur had a good answer about how, look, I'm gonna, I have to be me. I'm not gonna be someone I'm not. And if we're comparing physical presences, uh, Mike Holmgren, a hell of a lot scarier than Matt LaFleur, right? I mean, tall, imposing, everything else. But here's my thing, and too, I I say this with nothing but love in my heart for you. I, I, that that was a great story, I, I listened to it. It was really, you know, it was, it was an interesting question for Rob. But were you really scared that he was going to bench your ass for jo- Jeff Thomason?
2: No, he just had a present. I think as a player, the worst feeling you can have, Jason, is to have a coach or your coach is disappointed in you.
0: It's just uh-huh. a terrible,
2: it's a terrible empty feeling. And the reason I say fear him, because ninety two, ninety three. On a Tuesday, even though it's payday, you shouldn't be jagging around in the locker room. shouldn't be like that. This should hurt, and and you should carry it to the next game, and you should have the feeling that week of, like, I wish today was Sunday so I can get this taste out of my mouth.
0: And Tuesdays were also the day, Tuesdays slash Wednesdays, where if you were, and you obviously were at a different point for the vast majority of my time covering you, but if you were one of those kind of bottom of the roster, like 40-ish to 53-ish mm-hmm. guys, and those workout guys would come through, and they had a couple of offensive linemen in, and you didn't block well the previous week, now that, that I think is a good motivator. I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. And, and I do think that they need to be, and I think it's difficult between injuries and how they've constructed this roster, But I do think there has to be some more fear of losing your job because this regime, that fear, I think, can be a very good motivator for professional athletes. And, you know, Rasheed Walker, for example, like I don't know how much fear he was feeling about losing his starting job, but, you know, they they chose to keep starting him. And then finally he played poorly enough early on Sunday that they went to Yash who I thought played pretty well until he hurt his foot, but there's not enough of that. Like other than Darnell Savage last year, like how many instances over the last four plus seasons, can you recall a guy getting benched? Like, it's just, it just does not happen very often. And, and maybe that's, again, maybe you played in the Don Hudson era and it's just that different now. But But Jason is it's,
2: is there any pressure on guys to
0: get out of the training room do you do you feel so, that when you're in the building do you uh, no i and, and I, I look I, I think that's another way that this has changed. I remember you know in some private conversations with the former quarterback that that was one of the things because he was you know for all his faults uh he was a little bit of a throwback, right mm-hmm. like you know I always say this. I still can't get over the fact that he played last year with a broken thumb and in ninety-nine and oh three Brett Favre was the greatest Iron Man and oh my god, a quarterback playing with a broken thumb. And last year it was like, Roger sucks. We didn't even care that he played with a broken thumb, right? But he is he was a throwback, man. Like he had to go down in oh eight to the Hudson Center to prove to Doc McKenzie and McCarthy and everybody that they should let him play against Atlanta in his first year as the starter. He played with a torn calf, right? He, he, You you can criticize him for a ton of things, and we do, but you cannot criticize him. I mean, he came back from both collarbones before they were fully healed. He should not have played in that Bears game in 13, definitely shouldn't have played in that Carolina game in 17, but he did. So, again, all his faults, definitely played hurt, definitely rushed back. I mean, the guy's out there throwing balls at MetLife Stadium now after his ruptured Achilles on September 11th, right? So that you can't question him on. But I know there was frustration for him that there were guys that with a hamstring or whatever else that he thought could have been playing that weren't. And I do think we are in an era now with the explosion of the money, with all the conversation about, you know, the different things you can do to prevent injuries, uh, all of the different rehab apparatuses. That they have at their disposal, that guys there are way more guys that basically say, if I can't be at a hundred percent, then I'm not going to play, mm-hmm. and that is a definite change from your era and and here's here's a reason why I think that they are like that. Take Jair alexander 's performance on Sunday, right he didn't play well, like he got smoked on that touchdown. Mm-hmm. And, and he did not appear to be the most willing of tacklers. And I look at what happened with him with his shoulder injury a couple of years ago, and then him playing with a back injury on Sunday. And I think he's clearly trying to protect himself while playing with an injury. And he was ineffective on both coverage and, more importantly, as a really unwilling tackler. And so if, if I'm him, And now I'm, you know, taking all this as Taush likes to say, shrapnel for my performance. Then I'm going to say, well, screw it. I'm just not going to play them, because if I try to play hurt and I play poorly, then I'm getting crushed for that. Well, I could have just said, no, my back, I can't go. So it is an interesting change, because I mean, my gosh, didn't there was a year where Antonio Freeman, another legendary tough guy played with like one of those old school John Anderson, and I'm not talking about the ESPN guy, I'm talking about mm-hmm. the Channel Six guy, mm-hmm. like big foam yeah. casts on his forearm after he broke his arm. At in the same season in which he got hit in the face mask and sh- and broke his his jaw and he played a game with his jaw wired shut. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that 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 would never happen today.
3: Kinda of transitioning to just the team overall Jason I know Goody's not going to address the media. He's not going to do any of that, probably till the end of the season. And he probably won't admit that it was a mistake to go this young on the roster. But do you? Yeah, Goody says one thing, and then you have to judge him by his actions, much like he says, oh, this isn't a rebuild, and the standard is the standard, and then clearly this was a rebuild. Does he address and bring in some veterans, especially offensively, this offseason because it already seems like the interest that he has shown and the rumors were out there of oh maybe the packers are interested in derrick henry like it seems like he's almost realized that already and has at least poked around to try to rectify some of that before the end of the year
0: yeah i I'll, i'll be honest i i don't know if he would ever admit that he was wrong about anything right like I don't think that we could successfully get him to admit that maybe I misplayed the Devontae Adams game, right? I mean, and, and look, I, I tweeted something last night, and it was meant to generate conversation for our show today about how much better off would Devontae be if he was still in Green Bay and how much better off would the Packers be. That wasn't with a slant because they're, they're certainly not acquiring him, I would say. But my point is, is that, you know, in his, that, that has gone completely south on him. He's not playing with the quarterback he thought he was going to. His team sucks. He looked really bad with his complaint, frankly, about not getting the ball. Last night, I think he pro- they probably showed how, why he was frustrated, and rightfully so. But, like, there were people responding saying, well, he didn't want to play in Green Bay anymore. He's getting what he deserved which is all that Packers spin that Gabe, you and I have talked about a bunch ever since then. Like, it's, it, they they effectively got people to believe that Devontae Adams was gone because he no longer wanted to be a Packer, as opposed to they really pissed him off by not extending him going into the 21 season, right? Mm-hmm. So great job by them in a spin doctor realm. But, like, Goody still to this day doesn't admit that if they had just – Giving him what they wanted, what he wanted, which they loved to tout the fact that they got offered him more money on his way out the door. Once he was too pissed to play for them ever again, well, oh, our offer was better than the Raiders'. Again, he would never admit that he he was wrong. He wouldn't admit it with Jordy. It, it, the, the list goes on and on. But you're right; it has to be based on behavior. And if there were, if he were to make trades at this trade deadline. At least that would give us some idea that he knows that he went too young. But I don't think that's going to happen today. So we'll be back to whenever we talk to him again, asking him if maybe he just went a little too far overboard with the youth movement on the offense. And I still think he'll say, no, I, I, you know, I believe that this will all pay off in the end and these guys will grow together. I think it was the right way to go.
1: Jason, what's the solution for the contested catches issue Zach Cruz put together an article saying that the Packers are nine of forty-three. I'm going to say that again: nine of forty-three on contested catches this season, to the tune of twenty-one percent. That's dreadful. But how do you teach that? How do you coach that? How do you do? You just have your defensive backs contesting. Balls at practice, like I'm trying to figure out how now, middle of the season, you can even start to improve that with practice.
0: Yeah, I don't know because you know when you have Jair Alexander contesting a catch against a scout team number three quarterback playing tight end, he ends up getting injured. Um, look, I, I'll defer to Chewy on this, but to me, that's an effort thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I always hate it when players say. You know, when they lose a game, well, they just wanted us, wanted it more than we did. Uh, That feels like a late, like, they probably executed better than you did, or you have better players. I, I don't, I think it's unlikely that there are a lot of NFL games that come down to, well, they just wanted it more than we did. But I do think there are plays where somebody wants it more than you did. And whether it's either desire or not knowing what to do, like, not knowing how to fight for the ball. Like, I don't know how many times did Christian Watson have to fight for balls at North Dakota State, right? Like, he was probably taller than a lot of the guys defending him, faster. Like, maybe that's just a skill that he hasn't developed, but he's, like, he's got to be the one who is the worst at that. And for your downfield deep ball guy, he's probably the last guy you want to be bad at that because those are the, generally speaking, The defender has time on a deep ball throw to get over there to contest the catch, and you better be able to make the play. But the, the Jaden Reed, I mean, that Jaden Reed interception play was so bad and so critical for them. Like, they had just, they had just given up a touchdown. They, it was 10 to three. Vikings go on that drive to make it 17 to three. Third down, they throw that interception that shouldn't have been a pick. The next play, they throw a touchdown to Jordan, and suddenly it's gone from 10-3 to twenty four to three in the blink of an eye. I, I, Chewy, I'll defer to you on this, but to me, it's an effort thing.
2: Well, well, the crazy thing is, forty four contested throw through seven games. That doesn't mean your quarterback's playing very well, oh, right? Amen to that. But well, I mean, indeed. when the ball's in the air like that, Chase, and I'll tell you, Christian Watson, he he just needs to mature. Because he's not real tough. When he went down uh, in the Denver game at the end of the game, it looked like a sniper took him out, and then he's playing the next week. He just doesn't get it yet. He's got to become more physical, and that's a coaching thing. But I was saying yesterday on the show, Jason, you have to determine as a receiver, can I make a play on this ball or do I knock it down? That's what goes through your head first. But Mm -hmm. once you Mm -hmm. determine that, I can get this thing. You got to go at it like a rebound in basketball, you know, and they just don't do that. And with a young team and young receivers, I blame the coaching staff more because you can do drills to to improve that. So
1: well, let me take it one step further, though, Jason. And we talked about this briefly yesterday. Can you blame Goody for this? Hear me out. We rattled off the names or the colleges where all of the skill position players are from. And almost cool. exclusively, they are small division one. What do we say? FBS, right? There's a lot of FBS teams there. There's, they're not like the, the top tier, uh, top teams power in power five. Pow, well, I was going to say power, nah. but even the top teams in power five, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of like, and I right. said, you can hit on those guys every once in a while, so long as you've supplemented it with bona fide talent. At the collegiate level. And I know that there have been rosters that have been constructed this way, but there's a part of me that feels like the disparity between the competition that, let's use Christian Watson as an example, that he was playing in college, and now the defensive backs that he is seeing at the NFL level is enormous. It's a galaxy. Whereas, if you're a guy from Georgia, you're a guy from Alabama, you're a guy from Michigan, you're a guy, you know, these teams that are consistently at the top of the college game, it's smaller it's a smaller disparity between the talent you're facing week in and week out and the talent you're facing at the NFL. And I just don't know if these guys have had enough time to close that gap.
0: It's a great point. And especially when you juxtapose it against what they've done on defense, right? In terms of what they've drafted there. I, I, apparently, Goody really loves Georgia. Mm-hmm. One. But like you look at who they're drafting on that side of the ball. Uh, it's all Big Ten SEC guys. With their highest picks. So, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, and look, I, I think Tucker Craft, for instance, could eventually develop into a really good player. But, like, the fact that Musgrave, they're, they're fortunate probably that Musgrave played because uh, Tucker Craft was going to have to play, you know, 40 snaps. And coming from South Dakota State, the former Jackrabbit is still kind of finding his way in the NFL obviously. And so I, I, I do believe that. Uh, but I think Goody looks, when it comes to offense, we've talked about this a million times, that relative athletic score is the most important thing on the sheet.
1: Jason, we appreciate you hanging out with us. Have a great one. Enjoy your Halloween. We'll talk to you again soon.
0: All right, everybody. Take care. Be good.
1: He's Jason Wildy. You can hear him on Wildy and Taush right after Jen, Gabe, and Chewy each and every weekday. And of course, on a myriad of programs here on ESPN Wisconsin. Gabe,
3: Snow flurries in the forecast today, but that doesn't mean your golf season has to end. You can continue your golf season at X-Golf. You can find the one located at American Family Field. It's open year-round overlooking Love Field, so you get that great view of AmFam Field. They've got a great bar, great menu. Maybe you're looking to get some swings in over the lunch hour. Great idea. They always have some lunch specials going on there. Maybe you're looking to improve some things in your game during this golf offseason. Take some lessons from their PGA Pro, award-winning PGA Pro, Andy Barrett, by the way. Host your next event. You can do all all of those things at X-Golf at American Family Field. Book your sim today. X-Golf, Amphamfield.com.